Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Trolling the Paint, an NBA podcast. Regular trio here, John, Will, and Trent. And today, I am in a better mood because the Spurs took part in what was probably one of the, probably the best regular season game thus far of the year. Wrong. Wow. The Wrong. Rockets and Warriors game was like last week. <laughs> yeah, the Rockets Warriors <laughs> game was better. Sorry, it was. It was like, yeah. it was just happened. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, everybody was tuning in to watch all those foul calls. <laughs> he only shot, like, eight free throws in that game, which was the best part of the game, I think. The fact that, A, he got, he was arguably concussed during the second half. All right, the only good part, I mean, and the then he didn't take free throws. have, like, a case is that the Rockets were down by 20 points in that game. <laughs> At one point. But so that, it wasn't competitive for the entire But game. that's what made it fun. Compelling. Yeah. Yeah, but it didn't make the whole come game back. fun. Like, most people probably stopped watching for a long time. I won't lie. <laughs> I stopped watching. Tyler, uh, listener of the podcast, Tyler Owens, is responsible for me even turning the game back on. He was like, <laughs> they got it within five. I was like, all right, I'll turn it back on. And then, I'll, of course, I saw the Harden heroics, but... Oh, man, the Rockets are a 14-point favorite against the Cavs tonight. <laughs> We're mean, definitely losing that game. No, they're not... I. They may. We lost to the Cavs last time. Yeah, but it wasn't during this. Like Harden is clearly trying to score thirty-five to forty points a game, and I honestly think that if he does that, <laughs> it's very hard to beat them unless you're like a, also a good team. I don't know. Uh, if... We're gonna keep talking about the Rockets until John forgets about the Spurs game. Yeah, no, no, let's talk about the Spurs. No, Spurs I are mean, fourteen and four. Spurs are you good. Do this like games. you guys do this like five times per episode <laughs> as derail the topic to talking about the Rockets. Well, I mean, so we I just... haven't we haven't had an opportunity to talk about the Spurs recently because they've been mediocre ass the entire season. No, that's not, not true not, at all. They've been okay. fine. They've been fine. Like, they've been really good recently. They've been really good so, recently. Uh, yeah. Well, when you say you don't watch the games, you're really telling the truth there. <laughs> no, I know. I, mean, I, I never claimed that I watched the games. Uh, I did read a thing about Derek White today. That's cool. Derek White. Okay, <laughs> let's get on to this. All right. I hope you guys are ready for some deep cuts. We're going to let John talk. First, the story. So I was at our barber. John and I used to have the same barber. Barber's a Spurs fan. He asked me why John doesn't come in anymore because he has no one to talk about the Spurs with. Oh, that's sad. really sad. John abandoned him because he's bad at cutting hair. Well, that's a good yeah, reason. He's a really nice guy, but I don't like the way he cuts my hair. That's a good he's reason. he's always late. He's late to his own barbershop? Yeah, and he has really bad basketball opinions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he does. All right, John, tell us about Is your Hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Is your barber Chris Vernon? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, tell us about the Spurs and how good they are. Okay, moving on to Tom Thibodeau. Okay. <laughs> no, the Spurs are good. They are. And they've somehow transformed this mid-range offense into one of the better ones in the league. And a lot of it is because they – they, I think what Kevin O'Connor said on the Ringer – several Ringer podcasts last week that they sort of used two offenses. John, you could speak to this a little bit. Whenever DeRozan and – and Aldridge on the floor together, they sort of do have a heavy uh, uh, focus in the mid-range. But then they got those guys come off, and you guys have a lot of 3 and D wings that come on. Does it feel like there are almost two different styles of play going on right now? Yeah, it's, it's because the, the whole idea of the Spurs being so heavily criticized for not taking as many threes, mm. it's kind of... Um, when you watch them, it doesn't really feel like they're not taking that many threes because the only ones who don't take that many threes are DeRozan and Aldridge, and because they're the ones who shoot the most, you know, people, sure. you know, that's why they're near the bottom of the league. But everybody else does, 
and that's why like people like to shit on them because they always end up at the bottom of the rankings. But when you watch them, it looks like they're taking an appropriate amount. I mean, DeRozan's getting his shots, Aldridge is getting his shots, and when they're not doing that, they're setting up other people for threes. They're easy shots at the basket, and it just um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, it doesn't bother me that they don't shoot as many threes. I'm not one of the fans clamoring that they need to take like another 10 threes a game or something like that. I'm perfectly fine with the way their offense is being run. It's just different from the rest of the league. I mean, sure, that's probably it's I mean, it's not going to win you a championship, but it works. So, okay, the offense, it doesn't feel like the offense has changed that much since the beginning of the season when they were struggling. What has changed? Why are they on this run? Just for people that maybe aren't as familiar with the Spurs as you are. Their defense is a lot better. They started off but the personnel hasn't changed, the, except for uh, Derek White. Yeah, it, it was partially the addition of Derek White. And when I Google Derek White, it just shows up with pictures of Jesus because he's, <laughs> he's the savior. <laughs> um, but um, it's that, and also I think people just under, um, I think people just like overlooked how this <laughs> new team really needed to learn how to communicate with each other because this is like the most turnover the Spurs roster has gone through from last year to this year. And a lot of it was with the players that they were, um, and the ones who left were the ones that were the best on defense. And so, right. And so those guys. Yeah. And so it's been, it's a little bit health issues, a little bit turnover, uh, roster turnover, just general overall drop in talent, but, and then just, just communication with the team, you know, um, everybody it it just feels like everybody is just picking their spots better it feels like everything is it felt like early on whenever they're really bad it did really feel like a really individualized game it it felt like people were looking out um not necessarily with intent to just look out for themselves mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't have that that chemistry to to like know people's spots to know their tendencies and it seems like over the past like 20 games or so they've um done a much better job of developing that and also i think people maybe have forgotten that dejounte murray was supposed to be the third best player on this team and got hurt like in training camp yeah by that point i thought they were missing the playoffs right i mean it's still up it's still up in the air but at that point I, I got a little checked out he was a good player and he was basically their only lead guard that was a pass first lead guard on the roster yeah everybody else, like yeah. patty mills is a shoot first guard Derek white we didn't really know anything about at the time um, mm-hmm. Forbes is a shooter. Bellinelli mm-hmm. is a shooter. They don't really have that many creators, so it took a long time for them to sort of figure out how to run this offense without that dominant ball handler outside of DeRozan, who many people wouldn't have considered a guy that could play make like he has this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean that's that's another thing too that I should have mentioned is that DeRozan has become um, the best playmaker on the team, and it seems like that was a part of his game that was kind of overlooked as well. Because um, whenever people um, looked at the addition of DeRozan, it was mostly just him being the replacement scorer of Kawhi. But yeah. he's been a whole lot more than that. He's been able to really just take control of the offense whenever he's needed to. And not just by scoring, but also setting up other players for shots. He's been he's been a really, really good playmaker. He's been one of the best playmakers the Spurs have had in years. And it's been... That's been really, really interesting to see. Your thoughts, Will? Um, I'm glad that the Spurs are in playoff position. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that um, that there weren't still uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three,
five, six. If there weren't fourteen teams still like tied a, like around the playoffs right now, it's like sort of frustrating. I don't. I, I, there's no there's no separation, man. The, the Lakers are three and a half games out of 14th place right now, and they're in the eighth seed. Okay, the Lakers thing is basically because LeBron got injured. No, no, I, I mean just in general, like fourth place is five and a half games out of 14th place. That's that's insane. It just feels like there isn't a lot of traction for any of the teams right now. So the Spurs have had this great stretch recently, but they're only seven games above 500. Yeah, I mean, that's, if they have a bad month, then they're fucked again. That, they're right back out of the playoffs. That's the thing. There's only really three teams in the West that are firmly, comfortably above 500. And, and I mean, I wouldn't even say three now because the Thunder are only nine games above 500. Yeah, so just the Warriors and the Nuggets, who I don't yeah. believe in at all. The Nuggets are the Nuggets might be the weakest one seed I've seen in the West in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to be trying to get the eighth seed, I think, against them. Like that is if they if they maintain the one, which I don't think they will. I actually think the Warriors will eventually get it. But if the Nuggets maintain the one, I could see a lot of teams being like, "Hey, you know, maybe we should rest these guys for a couple games, try to get the eight seed." Because it's not that I don't believe in their talent. I just think they're young and they and they really struggle with pick and roll defense. And I feel like most teams, like, can you imagine the like if the Nuggets play the Lakers in the first round, you're gonna pick the Lakers. Like you just Lebron's gonna tear them apart in that pick and, and on on defense. Like it's just I don't know. The West is very weird this season, which we already sort of knew was coming, but it's been even more strange than I think we could have expected. I thought John was gonna say something about Spurs. They were staring at each other. Is very. Well, I mean, I don't even know if I should talk about them anymore because now we're talking about the rankings. I'm, I'm completely confused right now. I just, I, I, what, well, basically, my point is, I don't know if the Spurs are good or if they're just having like a hot moment right now. Well, you could say the same I, thing I about do you, a lot of teams. Do you think that this is like a thing that they can sustain with the uh, the offense? That was gonna be my question right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been over the. Pa- yeah. I mean. All in me all day, baby. Let's go. <laughs> We're riding into the playoffs! From, like, the Clippers <laughs> and the Mavs and Kings and those other teams, even the Jazz, is that they have two really good players. And they've done it before. So, those guys that have been in the playoffs, yeah. like, just about every damn time in their careers, right? DeMar DeRozan was the best player on a team that won, like, so. 59 games last season. <clears throat> yeah, so I think that I believe in this. And they have obviously they have the best coach of all time. So I believe in them a lot more than I believe in the other teams. No Phil have. Jackson love! No, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you trying to trigger me right now? Or do you actually think Phil Jackson is a better coach than Greg Popovich? I think it's an argument. I don't think you could just say Popovich is the best coach ever. I feel like that's not a little, that's a little <laughs> unfair. Uh, I feel like that is a very good pod topic for a different day. So oh. I just berate you for 30 minutes about how Phil Jackson just lucked into two of the best teams of all time. It's not luck. That's being that's being smart. And I'm, I'm so he games. had something to do. God damn it. Are you, are you doing Chris Vernon right now? <laughs> no, I just I, I think there's something to be said about the fact that Jordan did not win a title before Phil Jackson, and neither did Shaq or Kobe. Now you could say Kobe was a rookie, but that's different. But Shaq... <laughs> Shaq didn't win a title before he Phil was the coach. 
Jordan didn't I mean, he made the, the finals, finals, and uh, Nick Anderson decided to have the most epic collapse ever in game one of the finals. Did he win? No, he did not. Uh, anyway, 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 we're, we're talking about San Antonio Spurs. Are we still talking, talking about Spurs? whether or not they're real or fake? And we all three, I think, agree that they'll probably make the playoffs. Oh, I think they're going to make the playoffs for sure. I don't know and if they'll ho- be I hope they get the eight seed so they can beat the Nuggets. I think I the don't... Nuggets are going to finish with the one seed. And I think that they're going to lose in the first round, almost regardless of who they play. I don't know if the Spurs are the right matchup, though, just because they're not as pick-and-roll heavy as, say, like Oklahoma City or Houston or LeBron. Like, I just feel like those are the teams that the Nuggets don't want to play. Like, they don't want to play them at all. Um, but because you – it's just hard to have Jokic be – he's basically your best player, but, like, he's just not a rim protector and et cetera, et cetera. It just there's a lot of problems there. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets are good. I just need to watch more Nuggets because I know that they're good. I know they have a good offense, but I, I just don't know that much about them after that. Well, they've and been really injury, which has made their run even more impressive. Just Gary Harris has missed time. Jamal Murray has missed time. Paul Millsap has missed time, like, et cetera, et cetera. Barton has played two games and hadn't ever come back. So it's, it's impressive in that sense. And I think Jokic mm-hmm. probably deserves some MVP discussion, which he's not getting. But... I just don't believe in them personally, uh-huh. and that's because every time I see them, like I, I've, I've watched them a few times this season, but I watched them play the Rockets twice, and it just they looked like <laughs> it, it, I know that I'm not saying I think that's just a bad matchup stylistically, but I feel like other teams can sort of do what the Rockets do if they had to play them in a seven game series. That's all. I also think that they have too many guys on their team when they get, all get healthy, which is I think that was in. I think it was on either the little poster or it was in the Zach Lowe article. Yeah, this week. they talk. Okay, so but, and I don't think you can yeah. like consistently rely on any of their players outside of Jokic. Is the problem? Yeah, but they're all the yo- they're really young, so that's another thing too. It's like it's like that, and they're super young. Yeah, so there's just a lot of things that I'm not sure about. I don't know if they'll be the one seed though. I still think that if Boogie <laughs> comes back and gives the Warriors a jolt, they could they could be the one seed. Oh. Yeah. Which is exactly a week away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys, uh, I mean, we can add that quickly to our discussion since we forgot about since it. Since I brought it up. Um, <laughs> what do you, I think that he's going to give him a jolt in the wrong direction. Wow, really? Think? Oh. <laughs> do you tell. Yeah. Do you tell. I just, why. Like, he was good before he got injured. I mean, unless he's like not <laughs> He was good before he got injured. <laughs> he was he good was. before he had the most devastating <laughs> basketball-related injury. Yes, I agree. Um, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with whether or not he's good. I just think that he's an asshole. And <laughs> he fits I, right in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that he fits. I just think that their team is kind of broken right now. And I, you know what? I'm with Bill Simmons on this one. I'm going to take the field in the Western Conference now. I wish that gambling, sports gambling was illegal right now in the United States. I thought that was silly when he said that, honestly. You thought it was silly? Yeah, I would take the Warriors over the field. <sighs> I wouldn't. I think they're bored. I think as soon as the playoffs come, they'll be fine. I don't know. I think that a lot of them are playing bad. But the two, by a lot of them, I mean everyone outside of Curry and Durant. Those are the two players that are the most important. If Curry yeah, is healthy, Curry they just gets, don't lose. If Curry's healthy, they just yeah. But that doesn't—he's gotten injured in the playoffs the past two years. Well, I mean, he got his injury out of the way earlier this season, so perhaps he won't be injured <laughs> this year later on. So you mean he got injured earlier in the season this year, and that is a point towards his durability? I'm saying that would probably yeah, be true. He's only get injured once per season. Ask Chris Paul if that's the case, though. 
Okay, yeah, you talk about somebody I don't believe in. <laughs> right, we're not getting we're not getting the rockets. No, we're not talking right about now. the rockets. You know, I actually don't want to talk about the rockets at all. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to jinx it. I want James Harden's meteoric streak to continue. I just want um, him to average thirty five a game. That's all. That's all I want. Anyway, he's close. He's at thirty three point nine right now. What do you think they can reasonably expect from Boogie? Uh, I think that he immediately upgrades their rebounding, which has been a problem for them. He immediately upgrades their center position over overall. I mean, Looney and those guys have been fine, but they're not as talented as Boogie. Also, you can run offense through Boogie. I think people are forgetting how good of a passer he is. He doesn't even have to be necessarily super mobile. He can literally stand at the top of the key or the top of the three-point line and make plays with his passing, which they've missed because Draymond hasn't been as consistent this season. So I think that he doesn't even have to be 75%. If he's 75% of what he was before he got injured, then he's like a massive upgrade, just talent-wise. Yeah, I mean, all he has to be is like on par or better than Jordan Bell, and he's like a huge upgrade for them. Huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. Now, there are problems that he that he's going to have, I don't know if he's going to be the guy they close out games with because, like Jokic, same thing, just not very mobile, and we don't even know how he's going to look post-injury. So guys are going to attack him off the dribble. So that'll be interesting to see how they sort of deal with that because, again, Draymond hasn't exactly been consistent this season, even on defense, although I do think a little bit of that is overblown. Um, I, I, I think he'll he'll help them a lot. Especially if they bring him in for with second units, he's gonna tear up backup big man. I don't know what they're gonna do with him. So, I think Boogie yeah, is. Yeah, but is he, yeah. is he gonna be okay with that? I mean, I think. I mean, I know he he'll took... be okay with that in January, and I know he'll be okay with that in February. But if he is healthy and he's fine, do you think he's still gonna be okay with that in March and April and in the playoffs? If he's healthy okay and with what? if he's healthy, Being, then coming off the bench. If he's healthy, well, then Kerr already healthy. said he's gonna be a starter. Yeah, no, I know, but I mean, I'm talking about. Not not coming off the bench, but going to the bench, closing games. Uh, I mean, I mean, as long as he's get, I mean, this is a contract year for him. As long as he has the opportunity throughout the rest of the game to put up his numbers, I think he'll be okay with that. I'm not even sure the numbers matter. If he looks healthy, then people will will pay him. It's really more about I, that. I yeah. think that that is a slight overestimation of how negative of a player he's viewed at as in the league. I mean, like, if he's healthy, I think he'll get contract offers. But if he's healthy, I don't think suddenly people are going to forget about his entire history in the NBA. No, but this season is supposed to be. That's even more incentive of him not to have a blow up or not to have a sort of, you know, chemistry problem and to try yeah, extra hard to not thing, do those things. You'd say the same thing for Draymond. He knows that his contract. But is that is Draymond. Too. I don't think Draymond cares about that. I really don't. I don't. I think Draymond's different in that way. Like he's won. Draymond has won titles. He's been the Defensive Player of the Year. He's been All NBA. I don't think he cares about that. And also, he's never done anything bad enough to sort of deter this team. Whereas if Boogie comes in and does something stupid, he hasn't won anything. He hasn't been All NBA. He hasn't been in the playoffs. It's gonna look so even I, worse. So I just think like he's he is so incentivized to be on his best behavior that I can't imagine him being the reason that they lose a championship. It's more likely that Kevin Durant and Draymond have another flare-up. Yeah, I just think that him being there will exacerbate things, is what I'm saying. It's possible. I mean, he's another guy that has a big personality, but that doesn't necessarily make it a negative. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see. I hope he's not good. 
I mean, I hope he gets his career back, <laughs> but I, I don't, I mean, no, I, I don't think it's mean. I think it's fucked up for competitive balance that he just joins the best team in the league for $4 million. If he comes back, good. You took that, the field. That makes, uh, uh, yeah, according yeah, to you, yeah, it's not a big I'm deal. Counting, I'm counting on him not being good. Then what, then what's the problem? No one's ever good after an Achilles injury. Then okay, then. So what's the deal? So what's the problem with him joining the Warriors? What do you mean, what's the problem? Well, I you said, just said you don't think he's going to be I good. I hope he's not good. There's a caveat is the problem. You if hope? he is good, then I think it's problematic that he joined the Warriors for free, essentially. Well, I mean, he can't. He's not going to stay there. <laughs> not if he's not if he wants a, a big pay raise. I mean, he would have to yeah, take a no, massive pay I mean, obviously it's just a rental. Right. I would prefer the playoffs to be interesting. I think it's more interesting if the Warriors don't suddenly add an all-NBA center to their team. I don't think the Warriors are going to sweep everybody in the playoffs. I think they're, they're going to have a, a series or two that are tough. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I do think they're still better than everybody else. I guess we will see. You know who's been good lately? The Minnesota Timberwolves. John, what's changed about their franchise recently? <laughs> um... They have a new coach. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is not the coach of the of the Wolves anymore. Good. Tim uh, Tom Thibodeau has my my favorite job in the world. You know what that job is? Collecting collecting money. a check yeah, for doing nothing. jack shit, man. How much money do they still fucking owe Tom Thibodeau? Like fifteen million or something, right? Yeah, I don't know why they fired him. To be honest, it doesn't really make sense. The timing was not great. <laughs> yeah, like, why didn't they fire him in the offseason? Like, I don't understand. John, you got any speculation on that? Why why they wait so long to fire Tom Thibodeau? Why fire him now when you owe him a dick ton of money? Just let him finish the season. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, either way, they're going to owe him a lot of money because they signed him to a five-year contract. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't really understand it. I think they were hoping that he could eventually resolve the whole Jimmy Butler thing. And then once that went out, I don't know. There was some kind of disconnect between the Jimmy Butler trade and now that uh, they probably sh- both should have been gone by the time uh, one of them happened. But I guess they just wanted to just let Tom Thibodeau have his chance with this new roster and see if things can be that much different. They were good and before that, Covington went down. Yeah, and I don't know. I think that's just um, one of the things about uh, – I guess like a change of scenery kind of thing. I think they were just. I think they were just over. I mean, and I mean, I'm not a fan of firing a coach for the sake of firing a coach, but since he was also the president, I think I'd make an exception here because he was. He pretty much had like total control over the roster, and that was a really bad thing that no one should ever do. The weird thing yeah. is that so, he constructed a modern roster and then played like old time basketball, giving Taj Gibson thirty five minutes a game, running ISOs for Derrick Rose, which has been wonder has worked wonders for Derrick Rose's All Star candidacy, but not great for the Timberwolves team. And I think I saw a stat that he like. Only played Sarich and Towns together for, for like a very small percentage of time, which is what is the, even the point of having a stretch four who can pass the ball and a five man who can do all these athletic things if you're not going to play them together? It makes no sense. That's why he got fired. He was just doing a terrible job, but it just doesn't. Which, uh, the timing made no sense. Either. Which firing do you guys think is worse? Tom Thibodeau was owed more money, but the Bulls fired Fred Hoiberg when they were trying to lose. And he's a terrible coach. So, which is worse? Which is a worse firing, in your opinion? Uh, the 
the Hoiberg one is weird because they brought in this guy who was maybe the worst. He's maybe, I mean, maybe they upgraded in the sense that they were trying to lose, and now they play like the <laughs> slowest pace in the league. And the guy benched Jabari Parker. He made everybody unhappy basically instantly. So maybe maybe the Timberwolves is a worse firing. I mean, they're both Hoiberg and Thibodeau probably both deserve to get fired. If not now, then at the end of the season. Yeah, so, I mean, I for sure agree they both deserve to get fired at the end of the season. So, but I just don't see the incentive to firing either of them now. Like the the Wolves are playing a little bit better recently, right? So, but I mean, I don't think that's obviously don't think Andrew Wiggins is suddenly no like had a breakthrough as a player and he's going to score forty points. No, he'll have a game that, where he scores six in the next. Well, he'll score six in the next you know three <sighs> games and then he'll score thirty seven again. And just, but I just I don't understand a lot of the times why owners fire coaches. You know, it doesn't like make a lot of sense. Like, the timing is really, really stupid. Timing. It's like when the Suns fired, was it, Ryan McDonough? Is that his name? Yeah, like right before the right before the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they let him do the draft and the free agency and everything, and then they fired him. And he hired a coach? <laughs> no, and he, they let him hire a coach. Yeah, oh, yeah he like, hired the all uh, this Serbian stuff. guy, right? Igor? Yeah. Is that his name? Or is that racist? The, the European <laughs> coach. Is his yeah. name Igor? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. He has not had a good season <laughs> oh, coaching. God, I don't know if it's his fault or the, the team's not. I mean, he's the Suns coach, bro. There's no, there's no point guard. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you think of Minnesota going forward? You, what do you think they can do, John? Um, I mean, really, they just got to ride it out. Try to trade Wiggins. Just... I mean, that's the next step, right? I mean, at at this point, I'm kind of just. Um... I'm at the point where I mean I don't I I don't think you can trade Wiggins. You could try. Like, <laughs> like yeah, but I mean somebody will trade for him because he's young, <laughs> he's athletic, and he can score twenty points in theory. You no, know, I I honestly think that you're wrong about that. I don't think anyone would trade for him. <laughs> I think a desperate team might. Like I think the Wolves would have to include first round draft picks to get off of Andrew Wiggins' contract. And they might have to include a heavily protected first round pick. No, I think they'll have to include like a real first round pick. Well, then they won't. Then then no one will take him, or then they won't trade him. They're, I don't see why they would. His contract is twenty five million per season. Right, but there's dumb GMs. You guys are overestimating the fact that there are some real stupid motherfuckers out there. <laughs> <laughs> like who? Ryan McDonough got Vlade Divac is still about? a GM in the league. Who? Vlade Divac is still a NBA GM. The Kings GM. But taking on Wiggins means that you are sacrificing all of your flexibility of, like, the next three years for someone who is a questionably good starter at best right now. I'm just saying I could see it happening. I could see someone being like, oh, we don't really have a future... We don't have any hope. Like, let's just yeah, okay, but, try like, to revitalize this guy's career. I, there will be somebody that talks himself into the idea that Andrew Wiggins needs to change his, change his scenery or he needs the right coach or whatever, and they will make a trade for him. I just, I, we've seen it a bunch of times. I'm going to give you two other players that are on wildly inflated contracts. Don't say John Wall. You, don't say John if Wall. If you'd rather have that player or Andrew Wiggins. The first one is John Wall. I, I think I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins, but... Is that a joke? <laughs> no, it's not. John Wall's contract goes up to like forty million or something. Does it really? Yeah. Um, uh, the other player is Tim Hardaway Jr. I would definitely rather have. Tim well, Hardaway I'd rather have Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. But his contract expires in like two years. So that's not that bad. 
Would you rather have Chandler Parsons or Andrew Wiggins? I'd rather have Andrew Wiggins. At least I can play. (laughs) (laughs) Which is better, a guy who can never play Wiggins can play and is overpaid, or a guy who will play and will lose you all the games? That depends on what you're... If you're trying to get Zion, maybe you want Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I was thinking the only way that they can maybe get off of Wiggins if they trade him to a team that's already resigned to not being good for the next few years. Like Orlando. Like, 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 you know, like Orlando or, or Cleveland or... Yeah, like those teams, they, they're they not going to get free agents anyway, so they have money to spend. Yeah, but they, I don't they, think they, they don't... Wiggins is in play for Cleveland because obviously they traded him. But they, they don't have the cast... But those teams don't have the cast space to absorb Wiggins, so they're going to have to trade away... What about the Hawks? Mm, see, but they, I feel like I the Hawks could, I wouldn't want. Wiggins I feel like the Hawks, the Hawks probably think they can sign free agents, whereas like a team like Cleveland and Orlando. I don't know why the Hawks would think that. Eh, I Atlanta, think, I think, it's big market, semi big market. I think the Hawks are kind of like in Brooklyn mode of just giving them a few years of developing their young talent. And I, I think, mean, that's a good and, idea for sure. I think Andrew Wiggins would just ruin all of that. Like Orlando has too many big men. Can't they just trade some big men for Wiggins and try to revitalize? You know, I mean, try to re-energize him. Not like the, I mean I'm not saying they have to do it this season. I'm saying that's something that I, that that's the kind of team I think that might take a shot. I don't know. I kind of think that maybe Minnesota should just write it out with Ryan Saunders too, because maybe he's the coach that can finally get Wiggins to not play so inefficiently. I think to me the biggest thing is that he needs to have a better coach. I don't think Tom Thibodeau was that encouraging of getting rid of his bad habits, and. Um, it was maybe Ryan Saunders is the guy. I think they I think they owe it to themselves to give them like the rest of the year, maybe next year to at least see that through. No, yeah, I think the next coach will definitely be that'll be like the one thing. Like I'm sure that Glenn Taylor will ask that in the interviews. Like, what are you gonna do to f- try to fix Wiggins? Like, can you get this guy to tap into his clear potential? Like he obviously has talent. He just hasn't been able to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you you think that the younger Saunders will keep the job next year? I mean, he'll have to do well, right? He'll have to do J.B. Vickers. What, like, what is his experience? I mean, he has... Uh, He's 33. Know, he, has like a, he has a half year to win the job. Yeah. yeah. He has a chance. I just think that that would be like a pretty irresponsible move, even if they were good to elevate him to like permanent head coach. Man. Well, I mean, I know it's Glenn Taylor, so it's, it's definitely in play. <laughs> I mean, also you had to look at the idea that, well, he's 33, so maybe his contract won't be that expensive. And they got to pay tips, so maybe you go with the cheap option. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We should talk about some all-star votes. All-star votes, yeah. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, I just want to hear Will rant on the microphone about Derek Rose. I mean, Rose I just receiving I fucking hate all-star votes. Derek Rose man. receiving more votes than James Harden and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> like... Casting aside the fact that Derrick Rose is a <laughs> terrible fucking person who almost certainly is a rapist, like, he's also not good at basketball. He's having a good season. He's not having an all-star season. But he's having yeah, a good I mean, season. lots of people are having good seasons. He's having a better season than normal. Fan, but, like, every year it gets more dumb and ridiculous, and the NBA likes it when there's ridiculous candidates. They're not going to like it if Derrick Rose, the scourge of the league, gets fucking voted into the all-star game. It's not, not even that. Like, there was a. I, <laughs> it's going to be embarrassing for the NBA if Derrick Rose is voted into the All Star game. It's not. It's, I don't think he will because I feel like he has a really long shot to make it. 
But I think right now, as of ten days left. Yeah, as of the last. Yeah, I know, but you have to. I think it's only fifty percent. So I don't think any media yeah. or coaches oh, okay. or players are gonna. Well, players might vote. They actually Derek did. They actually changed it. The players aren't gonna vote Derek. Rose. They might. He's very popular. He's got that Iverson sort of like street cred. Like I feel like players really like him. They look up to him. It's 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 interesting. Um, no, but I think as of right now, as of the last release of the uh, fan tally, the guy picking the team for the West or the West representative that would be picking the team would be Luka Doncic. Yeah. <laughs> because because LeBron's not allowed to do it twice, and neither is Steph. And those are the only two guys that have more votes than him in the Western Conference. So I believe we may end up with Luca and Giannis picking the teams, which would be awesome and really funny. <laughs> because I don't – they both speak broken English. It would be great on television. I was going to say, does, I mean, does Doncic speak English at all? Yeah, he can speak English. Yeah, he does. He can okay. speak like four different languages. I think he speaks Spanish too. Yeah, no, but as, does he have good English or – It's probably fine. So no translator during interviews and stuff? Uh, no, no translator. He's not like okay. Yao Ming out there. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot of guys who come from overseas and different. No, no, I know. Um, in sports, who who can speak in English, but they still use a translator just so they don't accidentally say the wrong thing. Yeah, no, I I think that he's uh, good. That'd be really awkward though if they had like a translator the whole time. He's like picking players and like, why'd you pick him? And he's like, has to talk through a translator. I'm gonna go out on a limb to NBA Conspiracyville and say that <laughs> that Luka Doncic is not gonna get to pick the All Star. No, I don't see. Here's the thing though. I I need to check the rules because I don't know. But when it comes, you don't know what. So if I know. Can do it. No, no, I know that the to be a starter, it's fifty percent. 25%, 25%. But I'm not sure about the captain. The captain may not – the captain pick may not uh, have to be uh, – the percentages may be different. It may just be the fan vote. It may just be the most popular vote. And I if that's that the, case, the case, then Luca would be the captain you of know, one I'm of the teams. They would just rig the vote totals and he would lose. You think the NBA would do that? <laughs> Why not? Luca's I mean, he's popular, right? I mean, clearly he's popular. I, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. I, I think it would be, like, social media buzzy if, if Luka Doncic picked the all-star team. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, consider this. He's a forward, right? He's not who a guard. Will vote, who, will be, who will be the captain after Luka? Is it Harden? No, right it's not. It's like... It would be Derrick Rose. Yeah, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose <laughs> so I'd rather have Luka do it. I feel like Luka at least yeah, I mean, deserves if, to if be Yeah, I mean, if the choice the is team. between those two, then sure. And you skip Derrick Rose, that's Paul George. Okay, so okay, there's a possibility that Paul George gets. So whoever wins the fan vote, regardless of whether or not they would actually make the All Star team, gets to be the captain of the team. I think so. Yeah, for the for just the captain's spot. Like, do they still get to play? Of course they would play. I mean, I think you're in the All Star game. You're a starter. Okay, so if uh, if the the entire NBA fan base decided to troll. And made Ron Baker the <laughs> captain of the fucking All Star team via fan vote. He's not on a team. Or Zaza Pachulia. No, no, no. no you still have to be on the he's team. He's not on no, a no, no. team at all. No, no. Trent is saying that you don't have to be on the team because no. you can win the fan vote and not get an All Star spot. No, no. I'm. Yeah, I think the captain is automatic. He's an automatic starter. I don't. I don't see how yeah, else they so could do that. If it's no, just... but among those who actually get voted in, like after the coaching and the after the media and the player votes. Okay, so it's after. Oh, that. Are you sure? Is that the order of operations? 
Yeah, because how the fuck can Ron Baker fucking <laughs> pick these teams that the fans chose? That's not gonna happen. Luca. Okay, yeah, so but there's an actual if, if case for Luca to be in the All Star game. Like three no, years, no, no, it was I, almost Zaza Pachulia. You know, I, I know, but we got the new captain thing. So I, I just would, I wish that there was some clarification whether or not the the captain has to also first make the All Star team. Yeah, why would the starter. NBA allow someone who's not on the All Star team to vote for to pick the All Star team themselves? I mean, I don't think it's a good idea. That's just what fucking Trent is saying, right? No, now. no, he's I'm saying that whoever saying wins like the a, fan vote this is my understanding. the All Star selection process. This is my understanding. Well, and I'm saying if that's the case, then that's fucking stupid. He could still make it though. He just needs a certain amount of players and uh, media members to vote him in. I think that Luca is—it's theoretical that oh, he yeah, can no, actually I mean, make it. If, I, I I don't think that he's going to make it, but I think that he gonna, definitely has a case to make it. Well, I think he'll make the team. Whether or not he makes it as a starter is a different I, discussion. He's going to take one of uh, – I really don't think he's going to make the team. Well, there's, there's 15 guys. guys. I, he's not one of the best 15 players in the conference? No. No, he's not. All right. Just <laughs> – all right. Will, please list the 14 players that you would have over him. Okay. Um, and and keep in mind that there are position requirements and stuff like that. Okay, so you want to list the guards that are better than him? He's a forward. I feel like that. then we're getting into positional ambiguity because he handles the ball, and so Ben Simmons is a point guard according to the All-Star rules. Is he a forward on the All-Star ballot? Yeah, he's a forward on the ballot, right? Yeah. He's the second yeah. leading forward behind LeBron. I think he has a lot better shot getting in at forward because the only guys that... Well, no, there's a lot of guys you could say. You could there's say... LeBron. LeBron, Kevin Durant, Davis, Paul George. Kevin. Wait, is Davis listed as a center? No, they're just forwards. Okay. There's no center. Uh, LeBron, Durant, Davis. Paul George. Paul George. LaMarcus Aldridge. Mm, see? You're getting into dicey territory. <laughs> How is that dicey territory? I think LaMarcus Aldridge... <sighs> And Luca is. I think that's a tough. That's not. That's not a clear cut for me. Uh, Jokic. Jokic for sure. That's five. Is that one clear cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, I need to look there. at the. Uh, I need to look at the NBA standings. See, that's what I mean, though. I think he could actually make the team. Like, I don't think that that's crazy. Uh. I think because he's listed as a forward, that he has a better chance. Sure. I mean, he's six nine. So six eight six nine. Yeah, I mean, but I get your point. Nominally, he when he's playing, does he does does he play forward? No, he doesn't play forward. Well, damn, ESPN Fantasy has screwed me on this many times because he is a <laughs> no, shooting guard slash power forward, which is the strangest combination <laughs> in the entire league. Yeah, it's also helped me a lot too because I've been able to put him at power forward some games, and it's like okay, that's kind of fun. Um. Yeah, no, I, I I would love Luca and Giannis to be the captains. I think it'd be funny. I don't. I, that doesn't bother me. I I don't care about that kind of stuff. I don't know. I I don't typically care about. So you said Paul George would be the guy if it's not Luca. Yeah, that's fine. I think with that me would too. make a lot more sense this season. Uh, yeah. I think the Harden. Paul George has been better. No, the no, Harden no, hate I mean, is incredulous, if, if it's, but it's fine. If it's uh, it's egregious. <laughs> <laughs> Between Paul George and Luca, I think that Paul George should be the captain. Yeah, yeah. Paul George is better than Luca Doncic. You're not gonna hear me argue that. Uh, right now. Okay. Right now. Please. Two years. Yes. Two years from now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that letting the uh, letting the top vote getter be the captain is stupid. I think that they should pick the 15 guys, and the 15 guys should pick the captain of the team. Nah, I don't. Then it's more of a popularity. Co- I don't know. It's kind of. I don't know. 
I guess I see it's your point. It's literally a popularity contest right now <laughs> between a bunch of fans voting for Luca. Are you <laughs> saying you, <laughs> on don't the TV. Want, you don't want Derrick Rose <laughs> to be the captain? No, man, I do want Derrick Rose <laughs> to be the captain. It's because I want them to abolish the fucking fan all-star. <laughs> if they want to have fans involved in the process, they should just change the ratio to like 25% or something. I think it really comes down to how many media members and how many players actually vote. So... Like how much how much do those votes count? Because I think players aren't going to take yeah. it as seriously as media members. No offense to the players, I just feel like they're going to be like, "Yeah, I like Derrick Rose. Fuck it, why not?" <laughs> like Derrick Rose is my. I just my think friend. it would be really hilarious if it went from LeBron and Steph as team captains to a rookie or Derrick Rose. If you want to know the real stupid, <laughs> the stupid rule is that the fact that LeBron and Steph can't do it twice in a row. That's the stupid. Yeah, what rule. Is, can they not do it ever again, or just they can't do it consecutively? I don't think they can do it consecutively. Consecutively, it's oh. like they they don't let the coaches they don't let the same coaches coach consecutively either. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, but that's dumb. That's a dumb rule because I feel like LeBron should always be the captain if he's if he's playing if he's healthy <laughs> if he's like alive. it's more fun if LeBron's the captain. Like, I don't know. I don't think LeBron is like particularly fun personality-wise anymore. I just feel He's like just like a shrewd old businessman now. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't know if LeBron was ever really fun. It seems fun to watch play. He's not like a fun. Have guy, you seen though. the movie Trainwreck? Which is not, <laughs> admittedly, a bad movie, but he is very fun in that movie. I mean, Trainwreck is not a bad movie. It's an awful LeBron... movie. It's one of the worst movies. Dude, it's. I mean, critically. There's disagreement with you. That is, they're the wrong. consensus of critics. They're wrong. It's but not funny. I also didn't think Trainwreck was bad. I just don't think you like Amy Schumer because you're sexist. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Not the fact that she steals jokes or that she steals jokes from, from other women com- comedians and other comedians in general. Yeah, she's and she's still like sketches. a hater right now. <laughs> it's true. You can look it up. Just YouTube it. No, I know. She's like the, the female version of Dane Cook. She's the female Carlos Mencia. John is just staring here, like getting more and more red. No. He's gonna, he's gonna flip out. All right, and all right, all right real quick, this is. I think this is easy and it's kind of fun. Uh, let's let's do our all star starters. I think for the West, it's fairly clear cut, right? It's Steph Curry, Harden, but then the forwards gets a little interesting because LeBron. But I think because LeBron's been out, I would still. I think I would go with Paul George and Durant, and then I would start. Probably Jokic or Davis. Probably Jokic, though. Okay, that's your team. Yeah. John, you? Western Conference? Who you got? Guards are easy. Um, yeah, Curry, Harden. Um, I would go Anthony Davis. That's fine. I think that's close then, with, between him and Jokic. And then, um, I don't And for sure, Paul George. Yeah, Paul George has been awesome. And the last spot is either LeBron or Durant. Um, but LeBron's been out for like three weeks now, or two weeks. Yeah, now. I guess I would go Durant because he's played more, and Golden State has done better overall. Yeah. Will. Uh, Curry and Harden and uh, Paul George and uh, Durant. And then Jokic. Yeah, I guess I'll just. He's averaging I mean, like twenty. It's really hard to argue with all five of those. I mean, you could put Davis in there if you want. But Jokic's team is 17 games above 500. And, <laughs> and he's averaging – his place. averages are crazy for a center. He's averaging like 27, 12, and 6. Yeah, so I think it, at a certain point, Anthony Davis has to take some responsibility for his team being ass. Like, it's not <laughs> like the, 
It, this is the first year where I would say that the, the guys around him aren't, like, god-awful horrible. They're not bad players. I know Miritich has been injured. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you but like Trent, Randall. You, like, five times today, you've, like, coughed and your voice has actually sounded like Chris Vernon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, I couldn't tell I'm if sorry. you were doing an impression. No, I'm not doing an impression. Or if you just had, like, a raspy thing going on right no, I'm now. I'm not doing an impression. If I was Chris Vernon, I would definitely not have picked Harden to be in my starting five. for the Oh, All-Star. Chris Vernon's not that petty, right? He definitely puts Harden in the I would five. put Mike Conley in over James <laughs> Harden. Are you kidding me? Has Mike Conley been healthy? This Come season? on, Will. Mike Conley, he deserves yeah, he it. Does. He deserves to be there. His coach is J.B. Bickerstaff, for God's sakes. J.B. Bickerstaff is a really bad coach. Yes, I know. Um, okay, so let's do Eastern Conference. The East, the East is more difficult. I'm going to do... Except for the forward. Forwards are easy. I'm going to do Kawhi Leonard. Easy. And Giannis. Yeah, and freak. Joel Embiid. Yep, those are all... And Kyrie Irving. Yep. And I guess I'll throw Victor Oladipo in there. See, Oladipo really is not – I don't think I would pick Oladipo. He's been hurt. Maybe Bradley Beal, but his team no, is eight games not Bradley Beal. I don't know. I don't know who else you put in there for another guard spot. Kimba. Uh, they're also bad. Yeah, but I feel like that team would be, like, really awful if he didn't play there. So I think you have to go Kimba Walker. Because Oladipo's been hurt. And even since he's been back, and I know this because he's on my fantasy team, he hasn't played. He hasn't had the same numbers as last season, so he's not a slam dunk at the other guard spot. Yeah. Kemba's still at twenty five, six and four. Yeah, so, it's yeah. really good. I mean, I can see it. I don't. I don't think he'll be a starter, but I can see it. He might not be. Chris Middleton, All Star starter. Let's go. I mean, there is something to that. Uh, the fact that two, you can make a case for Lowry too, but he's been out for a while. I think, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say Lowry, but he's been injured for too long. Because he was awesome for, like, the first two months of the season. What about Jason Tatum, bro? No. He's not an all-star. <laughs> Finally, hey, you know what? Shout out. He's not even an all-star starting five member of his own team. I know that the millionaire that is Bill Simmons is not going to hear me say this or ever probably know my name. But shout out to yeah. Bill Simmons for finally admitting that Tatum has had a disappointing season on one of his recent podcasts. Thank yeah. you for finally pointing out that Tatum has not been good this year. I, okay, I think it's unfair to say that he hasn't been. He good. hasn't been. He hasn't met any expectations, but he's averaging sixteen and six. Uh, I think he's fine. That isn't the second player. coming of Michael Jordan. That's not the guy. That's not the prince <laughs> okay, that yeah. was promised. So based on, <laughs> based on the ridiculous expectations people have yeah, it, put on him. That's what he I hasn't mean. Been good. It's not. I didn't put those expectations on Jason Tatum. And oh, to a I point, I just want to go back to the Western Conference really quickly sure. and mention that Donovan Mitchell's not on the All Star team. No, he's not because he's not that good. He probably won't make the All Star team. That's a good point. Although it is harder to make it in the West. Guys, oh, we already did that one. We already did that one. We already did the Donovan Mitchell or De'Aaron Fox. Who, who would you rather? Yeah, we did that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Do you want to update yeah. it? No. Who would you rather still? Mm-hmm. No. I think I would. <laughs> I think I would still rather have Mitchell, but. It's wow. it's closer now, but I think Mitchell has more. I don't know. I feel like he has more tools, and he just needs to. The game needs to slow down a little bit for him, and then he'll be fine. Oh, Jan, uh, LeBron's gonna miss three more games. Yeah, I saw that story this morning about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But it's fine because it's LeBron. I don't know, John. Who yeah. you got for the Eastern Conference? Um, I Giannis, Kawhi, Embiid, Kyrie. And then Jim, Jimmy Butler. Let's get it. It's probably either Walker or Simmons. Simmons is 
okay. been good. See but there's that yeah, whole coward thing with Ben. <laughs> can we talk a little? I mean, he's still really right? He's still yeah, really good. We... People have to get out of this mindset that if you don't have a jumper, then you're not good. Like clearly, yeah. he's a good player. Can we talk about Jimmy Butler though for like the last five to ten minutes of the podcast about how he has somehow managed to even torpedo this situation? I don't know if he's torpedoed yet. Okay, he has made it uncomfortable. The torpedoes are loaded into the submarine valves. They're cocked and ready to go for the playoffs. But Jimmy Butler seems like... You know, I've always known that Jimmy Butler was a piece of shit because he's from a place called Tomball, Texas, which is literally one mile outside of Houston, and he has refused to say that he's from Houston, even though most people don't consider Tomball a real place. That's how I've always known he's an asshole. Tomball, Texas represent Jimmy Butler. Well, yeah. we are. Well, John, I'm sorry about this segue, but it's not really a segue. It's just a quick question. Will, how excited are you that the Rockets didn't get Jimmy Butler for four first round picks? I mean, I think it it would be fine. Would I think it be? D'Antoni has a lot of uh, chill to him. <laughs> so does Brett. I think the Rockets can weather that. There's some nut jobs on the Rockets team right now. I mean, but they're all like not talent. Never mind. I don't want to get into a Rockets like thingy. But yeah, yeah, we don't need to get. But the, the fact that Jimmy Butler has gone to Brett Brown and said, "I want to run more pick and roll as the ball handler," that doesn't seem like a bad sign <laughs> to you guys. I do think it seems like a bad sign, John. Do you think it seems like a bad sign? You have a guy that literally can't. You have to ha- like Ben has to have the ball in his hands, and Jimmy Butler's like, "I want to run more pick and roll." Yeah, I mean, they're still – I mean, I don't think that we should have expected within, like, 20 games for Philadelphia to figure out what their offense is going to look like. I mean, there's clearly still kinks that they have to work out. And even when it is worked out, it's not going to be a perfect fit because those guys are just not perfect fits with each other. They just need to try to maximize it as, as much as they can. And um, and they've been good. I mean, I don't think the ship has I – don't, I, don't, I don't think that – I don't think it's – at the point now where we really have to like worry about the future of the team, I think that they still need to they still owe it to themselves to figure to, you know, play out the rest of the year and to try to work it out with Butler. For sure. We'll figure that out we'll, over the summer, but um but no, I mean, I would still I, I mean, I would be okay with it if I was a Philly fan. I mean, it kind of feels like they had to go for this move. And so, I mean, this is just this I mean, this is the kind of move that teams that are kind of middling with upside potential have to do they just have to go for it at times would you guys do what kevin o'connor and bill simmons talked about if you were philadelphia call new orleans and say hey we'll trade you ben simmons for anthony davis that was zach low no it was kevin o'connor and bill simmons i mean they talked about that on the low post with bill right simmons but also. i ben talked or bill had talked about it a week before that on his uh, own okay. podcast um i mean and if you're New Orleans, how do you not consider that? Because Ben Simmons. If you're New Orleans, really I think you have good. to say yes to that. Yeah, <laughs> and also, if you look at the roster that New Orleans has, it kind of fits. Like you could see Ben Simmons running, like in that super high pace with Miritich at the stretch four and Randall at the five, and Holiday. Uh, I think that's a really bad team if Ben Simmons. Well, is yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, they're not gonna win. They're not gonna it. make the playoffs. But I feel like they would be, at least be exciting, and that's a good place to start if you're gonna build a team around him. 
I don't know, John, would you do it? Who says no? Who says no is uh, a better way to say it. If it was proposed now, New Orleans would say no because But they, why? Mm, <laughs> like I don't get it. Because this is not the time to do it. Like if like they they clearly nah, it's over, man. want to wait until <laughs> they either get a straight up demand out of Anthony Davis or he declines the the veteran extension over the summer. And so if because if you have the chance to keep him, then you keep him. That's but right. if if you're in this if you're in the mode where he's definitely gone then yeah, I think this is the move to make. It's I would like it a lot if I were Philly too. I mean, I mean, yeah. of course, we're getting Anthony Davis, and I don't, I don't think that would <laughs> be. Getting Anthony Davis, I don't, I don't, who can shoot? You're basically replacing last year's Pelicans with Demarcus Cousins with Joel Embiid, who is better defensively and offensively, um, in certain places. He's not the shooter that Cousins is, which kind of hurts. But I think Davis is a good enough shooter to make that not an issue. Yeah. I just man, if you had that front line, I don't really know. Like, they're both mobile and big. Like I don't really know what teams are gonna do with that. So, as a basketball fan, that'd be awesome. Although I mm-hmm. do think, I wonder what number Davis would wear because I don't think Jimmy Butler would let him wear twenty three. I think they would have to fight it out or something. <laughs> like I think Jimmy Butler like, fuck you. you. <laughs> like I really do. Do you guys think that uh, Davis is going to get to the point where he actually requests a trade? No, I just think he's gonna decline the supermax and then they're yeah. gonna have to trade him. Yeah. I think so, too. I don't think that he's the kind of guy who's ever going to say, trade me. All right. Anything else? I think that if that – I wonder if the Sixers will have the gumption to do that because I don't know if they will. Trust the process. They've, they've thrown that out. Baller. They threw the process kind of out the window when they traded for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But, like, the idea that – I think if they did, that New Orleans would have to take the Ben Simmons trade because I think he's better than anything Boston and LA is going to offer. Unless yeah, I mean, it just a really high. It on just depends. <laughs> I mean, it just it just depends on how. I think a lot of it depends on how well they do in the playoffs. All right, if all right. If the because I mean they're not they're clearly not going to win the championship, but if Philly loses in a way that gives them hope, I can see them resisting. Yeah. But if they're like clearly like. Played off the floor, then yeah, we give a lot of thought to that. Will, Will, this one's for you. You're the you're the Pelicans. Uh Ah. And the Sixers call. They say, "Hey, we saw the news. Anthony Davis turned down the mega extension. Sorry to hear that, but we'll trade you Ben Simmons and some other smaller assets." And then the Celtics call, and they're like, "Hey, we'll trade you a few assets, and we'll trade you Jason Tatum. Who'd you pick? Who'd you take?" If you're New Orleans. Uh, Ben Simmons. He said, uh, yeah. he hesitated. He said, uh, because it's hard. That's hard. But I think I would, I would take Ben Simmons, but I know for I mean, Will, I take that's Ben hard. Simmons, but I, I would take Ben Simmons because he's more famous is why I would take him. What? Oh, it, sell tickets. They need to sell tickets. But do you think like, Tatum's better? Or could be, I guess he has a higher, do you think he has a higher ceiling? I'm not sure. Ah, I, I know, because I, I think that if Ben Simmons learns how to shoot, then he has a higher ceiling. Man, but. I don't know, man. Guys that don't shoot at all, I don't, what's the, what's the track record for them eventually becoming decent shooters? It's pretty, like, it's not, it's, it's not, like it's very rare. It's literally just Jason Kidd. <laughs> it's like super rare. It almost <laughs> never happens. And he didn't learn how to shoot until really late in his career, and he could only shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. New Orleans should take, I don't know. New Orleans, maybe New Orleans should call. Hey, we'll we'll take Ben Simmons off your hands. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do it. They won't do it. Like I don't Johnson. know if Ben Simmons wants to go back to Louisiana, man. Oh, that's LSU right. Go so well I for forgot him. that he went to LSU and that went horribly. 
<laughs> it went real bad when he went to the bayou. Man, that's funny. John, any thoughts on this? Any uh, any like um, else you want to add about Ben and Sixers and Davis and whatever? Um, I mean, if they can make the salaries match, I think that's the most realistic thing that New Orleans can do. I mean, that's the best. Or that that would be that would be best case scenario. And they have. Yeah. I mean, we, they have other assets. See, they have the the Heat draft pick. They have the Zaire Smith. Like, they could they could make it pretty sweet deal for Davis. <laughs> Markel Fultz, they can throw him in the mix. <laughs> oh, that's when Philly says no. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the New Orleans would want two guys that can't shoot in the same. John, trade. do you still have your stock at Markel Fultz Island? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I He's do. Getting his rehab in, Will. Why don't you have some you respect go, for the young fella? I think his agent needs to go to rehab. <laughs> his mom runs the show, not his agent. Oh, from what I well, read, his mom does then. Well, all right, this has been another edition of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Closing with a whimper, not an explosion. Yeah, okay, so is that it? Yeah, we're recording this on Friday after work, so we have less energy than normal. I have plenty so of Sunday energy. Morning. Trent hasn't had a car in <laughs> <years>. <laughs> I'm Kawhi Leonard. Did you guys see the Bucks play that whenever he turned the ball? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking rude. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, I think the Raptors won that game, which makes it even funnier. Sorry, Bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Well, then I guess that does it for this episode of Troll in the Paint. Troll in the Paint. Troll in uh, the Paint. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, let's just end with that. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye.